At 4ZZZ, we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging of the Turbul and Jagera people. We acknowledge that their sovereignty over this land was never ceded. And we stand in solidarity with them. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. Amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Hello, hello, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. All about amplifying the voices of the trans community of Mianjin and beyond. And my name is Ez, he, him. Oh, today my name is Kai and they, them pronounce <laughs> <laughs> and our guests. Uh, my name is Sean, and my pronouns are she, her. You! Transmission! It's Pride Month! <laughs> um, it's been a really wild month of Pride, as every September is, as well as Brisbane Festival and Big Sound and all these things. Really cramming into September. They're just like, Bleh. that's the sound of September being squished. <laughs> Love getting crammed in September. <laughs> <laughs> Getting crammed in September on transmission 9am on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> that should be the new uh, Queensland tourism ad- advertising campaign. Yeah. Come to Brisbane in September. Get crammed. <laughs> and a little wink with a... Yeah. <laughs> Cram us in. <laughs> Cram us in. You'll be proud about it. Uh, yeah. And uh, if you haven't listened to transmission before or follow every episode, you'll know that Sean was a previous guest... Yeah, I had the uh, distinct pleasure of coming in and talking about my bullshit, and um, yeah. it's nice to be back. It is nice to have you back. Um, <laughs> and Kai and I were talking about some events that might be coming up, but because it was Pride, pretty much all the Pride events were last weekend, there's only like one that we're really going to mention this week. Yeah, do you want but, me to mention it right now? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, it's Q9 at Quiver, uh, the September edition. Um, so that's at Quiver in uh, Wind Lane in the Valley this Saturday. Oh my gosh, what time from 6pm until midnight. Um, Q9 at Quiver, built for comfort, curiosity, questions and queers. Um, last Saturday of every month. Uh, music, the Q wheel is back for some spin, fun music theme interactions. So that's the theme for this for this mm. month. I love that venue. Yeah. It's a really nice venue. That orange room in the back. Oh so chill. Oh, they have board so games nice. in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so yeah. cute. I think I think they've really they um filled a gap of something that was really needed in Because the valley yeah. is a mess. Uh, <laughs> on a, on a, uh, I'm like, what's an appropriate word I can say on the radio to describe what the valley is like it's on a Friday, Saturday night? <laughs> it's, uh, uh, but that room, it's like a little, it's like a little hideaway anti-valley madness. It's a little like Calm. sensory desensitized. I don't know. Also, uh, I was chatting to so Dara and and um, it's going to be. Fu- you know what? We've just Holly. done this. Sorry, we've just said that, and now it is going to be chock full of neurodivergent people yeah. for, the, for, for all eternity. It, it should be. Is. In that little back room. <laughs> yeah, it should be. It's going to be like... <laughs> well, Dara, Dara, um, Dara and Holly are a couple and they run uh, Quiver and Holly has done a lot of stuff in sound and stuff and such like that. Uh, Holly also told me that when I think she was like 10 or 11, she was a 4 Z announcer. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so Holly was saying that 
Um, they did the hip hop show with someone. Yeah, I don't know who it was. Oh, they were a kid, so. But Holly was saying that the the speakers that they have at Quiver are like specially made and they're unique. They're like custom, like concept design speakers. Oh, wow. They don't you, you can't buy them anywhere. Um, and they were gifted to to Quiver, and they have no. It's they take out a lot of this like I don't know I'm not an audio tech so I don't have the words but they take out a lot of like this really intense sort of like static that comes with with sound and so you can stand literally all of us could stand in front of the speaker to like a centimeter or an inch from our face and we would be able to have a coherent conversation while that was full volume wow because it it sort of puts it on a frequency that makes it so it's like our set it's like not so sensory overload yeah I honestly can't really nice. stand having to shout over the yeah, you don't have to do that at Quiver. You can like, and for someone I tested who, it with Holly. We're for standing there chatting. Yeah, for someone who's working on keeping their voice in a nice high light register, it's really <laughs> difficult when you've had a night out and then the morning and you wake up and you're like, yeah, it was a really great night. <laughs> <laughs> really dislike that. You know, I I actually since my voice changed to like a deeper register, uh, I find it harder to talk with speakers and everything. My voice just gets drowned out. Whereas when my voice was like. Like, I just, my squeakier voice, like, pierced through the sound and I could... You've got a great voice, though. Yeah, but I don't, I don't really, like, I speak a lot. I talk a lot. So, yeah. I guess, I don't know how that works. <laughs> Practice? So. I've actually been seriously thinking about the, uh, doing, starting, to, actually starting proper voice lessons in order to, to work on the voice uh, yeah? dysphoria. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've thought about doing it as well. But I don't... Let's go do it together. Yeah, okay. Let's go do it together, you and me. Swap, and I'll be like, tricks. hi, yes. You're going to hurry, Sean. And I'll give you my... Oh, no, my vocal cords are thickened. <laughs> Kai, we want to jump in? You want to hand some vocal cords? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll give them out. Anyone, anyone who wants them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this episode of Transmission, we're going to be chatting a bit about Pride. We're also going to talk a little bit about some of the aftermath and thoughts on... Unconditional, which was a show hmm. during Pride Festival, a uh, Brisbane Festival that in the crammed it in month, yes. the crammed month. Yeah, we'll be having a bit about chat about what our thoughts on that and share some of my experiences as well around my thoughts on the show. Sounds very personal. It's yes, like, I hated it. I hated it with. I hated it like yeah. it was poison. Totally <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but it should definitely be seen again. So let's hope. <laughs> Amplifying the voices of the trans and gender non-conforming community of Mianjin, Brisbane, and beyond. Transmission on 4ZZZ brings you the latest in trans community news, music and events. Every Tuesday from 9am till 10am, join our team of hosts for an hour of celebrating the unique perspectives of the trans community. Transmission, Tuesday mornings from 9am till 10am on 4ZZZ. And also, we had a subscriber uh, light flash. Uh, Thank you so much to Sam from Mitchelton for supporting 4ZZZ and subscribing. You're the best. We love you. Yeah, the light started flashing behind me and Ezra's eyes just lit up and I'm like, oh, f- fuck, the cops are here for me. I was, I didn't know what was going on. That's a on. different coloured light. It's different coloured light. <laughs> I mean, Triple Z does have a history of police turning up, I guess. that's. A- yeah, true, we do, we do. Granted, that was a long time ago. Please don't show up now. Show up later when I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a long history of um, police things. Being rat bags. <laughs> rat bags. Yeah, scallywags, Brisbane rat bags. Anyway, my name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. I'm Kai, they, them. My name is Sean, she, her. Yeah, cool. That's just sweet. Cool. We just do a little bit of reintroduction, you know. Mm-mm-mm. Tasty. Uh, we're <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about the aftermath of Unconditional. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, if you didn't know, Unconditional is a... Actually, Sean, why don't you describe Unconditional? Absolutely. Unconditional was a play commissioned by Playlab, uh, written by myself, Cameron Hurry, and um, Ian Lawson of Playlab, about a gay couple where someone in the in the relationship begins to transition without telling their partner. And it was um, a very funny, very sad, and at times confronting piece of theatre that was on during Brisbane Festival. We're in the at the moment figuring out some touring possibilities for next year and there's talk of it coming back in 2025 for a return season which we're very excited about sorry um, i gotta do the queer clicks. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the so all in all people have been very supportive i mean it's not like anyone's gonna say sean your show was terrible i saw you ugly cry on stage and <laughs> take off all your clothes um and it was a horror i'm sure people would never say that everyone's been very supportive it's been really lovely it's quite a nice theatrical debut to have yeah. yeah, I mean, my mum came to see She's the such play. such a sweetheart. Well, she talked to me afterwards. Right? Yeah. And um, it was actually, look, people, like, obviously when you spend 90 minutes on stage unburdening some of the most deepest personal things and people sit through that, I obviously, I always feel obligated to listen to audiences after the fact because they've spent so much time listening to me and my fucking stuff. Um, the least I could do is, is give them my time afterwards. But your mother, she actually spoke about some really personal things, and she spoke about you. Mm, um, she does that. She does that. Mm. Um, and we were talking about how delightful <laughs> you were, and and um, actually, that was actually a very sweet moment. And I'm like, this is amazing. You've done great. They're wonderful. <laughs> and she's like, thank you very much. I love him so much. He's wonderful. So yeah, so there was a bit of that going on, and she was Aww. talking about how. <clears throat> She was talking about how there was things in it that she saw that made her understand you more and her and your transition more. And I was just floored by the notion of having added to a stranger's understanding of their own child was just such a... Yeah. It was actually really... It's so powerful because it's funny. I went and saw the preview Yeah, and your mum was in the crowd. Oh, yeah, she was. And I didn't know she was there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that oh. woman's very upset. But at least she's having an awakening. Yeah, it hit her, <laughs> it hit her hard. Yeah, so it, we're both our mums, you know, uh, loving us. Mums, you've got to love them. Yes. Oh. No, you have to love them. You have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're transphobic, then give some space and get set some boundaries. Since we're out. It's send, okay. them, send them to see Unconditional next time it's on. Yes, exactly. Nice. But when I saw it, when I saw the play, and I didn't really know what to anticipate, you sort of, you did a really great job of like leading me on about what the show would be and all this and and I didn't really have a huge idea of what the setting was a little bit but not not too much uh, so I was excited and by the end of it I went wow this is almost verbatim my experience with my ex which is really bizarre <laughs> except like gender swap yeah yeah of course of course <laughs> the reverse and you know there was some really although somehow my ex was still more theatrical than a play. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I do feel like uh, there was like, I, and I, there were moments where I was very emotional and I was crying, but I think the parts that I was really emotional about were the storytelling and how effective it was because mm. it was so easy to follow. It was so easy to understand. It was such a brilliant example of this is the trans experience and I'm now breaking it down into like layman's terms for cis and non, non-gendered non bending people mm. to understand. So 
and I was very emotional by how vulnerable both you and oh what was your Cameron and Cameron yeah both you and Cameron were I just thought it was really brilliantly written it, it was very apparent to me that there was a lot of time spent with the what was said and how it was said yeah it took us about two years to write it and I, I think that there's sadly in the theatre world at the moment there's this culture of churning things out at a much higher rate than I think is actually appropriate for for developing good work mm. and that's got to do with how you know audience buying practices and funding arrangements and all of that sort of stuff and people are just kind of scrambling to put work into the world oh, and, and making money and trying to you know stay relevant you know if you're not constantly yeah. putting stuff out there you know people forget who you are absolutely or absolutely and having that safety to spend the time on an idea to spend years on a di- an idea to make sure it's right and a lot of people were sort of amazed at you know, like, oh my God, how did how did you just do that? And it's like, we, we took our time. We we knew what we were doing, and we didn't rush it. You it know, felt nurtured. Nurtured. That is a lovely word. Oh, that's a really great yeah. way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. And you just sitting there quietly and, and that say is one thing every time. So good. Just like <laughs> lands Bam. in, boom, perfect. And that is the methodology for Play Lab, and that is the way mm. that um, the the head of Play Lab and the dramaturg for this work, Ian Lawson, that's how he works. Yeah. Um, giving things enough oxygen to to, to be. Did you have out. a lot of say with how it was written and? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we wrote it separately. So like we, the three of us sat down, figured out all the kind of major plot beats and points, and then were sent away separately. And Cameron wrote all of his dialogue, and I wrote all of my dialogue. Wow. And we didn't know cool. what each other was saying. And so then we came into the room and like read out monologue for monologue, like 20 monologues, Tw- monologue for monologue. And I'm like sitting there squirming in my chair because I'm listening to him saying things about the character that I've written that I don't, not that I don't agree with, but in that way that two people in a relationship would have slightly different opinions that you about hate the on. reality. That's not how, on, I, that's not yeah, how exactly. it happened. I didn't use that tone of voice, that kind of thing. Right, so it Something really... so dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really <laughs> felt embedded in what a relationship is like when you've got unreliable narrators telling the stories mm. of that relationship. It was so, it was so brilliant. And I, I've thought... It was actually really wonderful, I think, and, and like a catharsis for me because watching, watching back my relationship in the form of this play was <laughs> was um, really profound because I didn't really, I wasn't emotional about it. I was just like, yep, yep, that tracks. Yep. Oh, yeah, that, that that's definitely relatable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it was really <laughs> it was beautiful just... and really vulnerable, but it wasn't, it wasn't miserable. You know, I, yes. I, I don't think there's also many trans stories out there that just feel relatable without it feeling... I don't know, just... Uh, the tragedy of being trans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Shrouded in, like, some kind of darkness or this the, sort of thing, you But know? still informative and yeah. humanising for cis people, Yeah, you know, like, uh, for, for cis people to interpret, like... Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's probably also... There's no real way to... I don't know. I never thought there was a way that you could, like, get cis people to sit down and listen. But there were a couple of... Um, cis gays in the audience, like couples and stuff. There was like a few of them. And I was I was sort of just observing because I have I have opinions about cis gays sometimes. Oh yeah, there was some oh, excellent yeah. commentary on the cis gays. Really yes. love to see it. I mean mm, we, we yeah. we've definitely talked about it quite a bit on air um, on transmission, but it's really nice <laughs> to see it elsewhere. Yeah. You know, because it, it does I they don't get um, called out enough, really. Yeah, yeah. There is, there is a, a group, and obviously, not, 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 not all of them. Yeah, of course. I, in fact, I'd, th- I'd say only a very tiny minor- minority of of 
cis queer folk fail to take that next step and understand other things about their community. But, you know, like, I mean, the, the, the trying to, we very much set out to make everyone see themselves in it, regardless of gender or sexuality. Mm. I mean, the amount of laughs, the conversations about arguments about the dishes got, all of that segment of it, like the kind of the, the, the everyday pedestrian petty disagreements in a relationship. Yeah. Just brought the house down because everybody knows what that's like. I want to I wanna ask you about, there's a particular moment in the play Far away. where you mention your name. And how, why should I have to kill something off in yeah. order to... Oh, and I was, was like, great. oh, oh. Right, so, so... And I wanted to know your experience of this. Yeah, so I haven't changed my name in the process of transitioning. I mean, I, uh, dear, dear listeners, I, uh, you know, I've, um, I'm in my 40s now. And um, I've lived a long time with this name and this life. And it's like, well, it's mine. And I'm kind of not a public persona, but I have a business and I have a reputation in my community. And I'm like, well, it's my name. I'm keeping it for a lot of practical reasons. But also, it's my name, goddammit. And yeah, the, the, the notion that transness is a killing of oneself off, mm. this self-imposed witness protection that we need to go into. And yes, there is some really practical reasons about that kind of thing. If you're in an unsafe environment, absolutely, get the hell out of there. But the sort of more broadly, generally eradicating yourself in order to to say, oh, please, can I be Am seen I in a new light? Am I acceptable now? Am I, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm just not interested in that. Um, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that I'm not changing, you're changing. My mother, my brother, my father, everyone in my family, everyone in my community, I'm not changing. This is the person I've always been. You have to change how you see me. Yes. Yeah. I am the same person I've always been. Your perception and your understanding needs to evolve. And that needs to transform. Yeah. That's where the transition is. Right. Mm. So yeah. So so that's a. I mean, that is a significant part of the work, and it's and, and it's a it's a thing that I I kind of firmly. It's kind on. of like being trans is a call to action for for the world to to have a higher sense of consciousness and abandon gender. Mm. Really, because hmm. gender isn't serving anything. Um, yeah. And when we look at intersectional feminism, and like you know, I'm not going to go a huge rant about that, but you know, when we look at intersectional feminism, we look at where we are. Gender is a huge barrier for connection. Mm. It's uh, you know, this, I was telling Kai the other day, there are thousands of books written across centuries of the differences between men and women, and how we're different, and we have to survive together, and how our brains are different. Actually, no. Yeah. Wrong. Actually, no, no, it's not the case. We've thought lots of things over the many centuries that humanity has been around about many different things, including the, the earth uh, and nature, all sorts of stuff. And this is the thing you cling on. This is the hill you die on. Mm. Because I guarantee you, the younger generation do not care. No, not and they will grow it. through it. And then hopefully... I see this, the statistics this, about young queer folk and how much of the younger generations are queer and gender diverse. And I'm like, there is hope. Yeah, because they're abandoning it. So they're abandoning the notion that gender is, means anything. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just tired of asking for permission. <laughs> you know, I'm tired of saying, please, please, can you see me as a woman? Yeah. And I'm like, I am. Shut the hell up about it. Yeah, I am. And I mean, and there's that there's that whole sort of discourse around that, um, the queers, the gays, the the theys and the thems. We are not the problem. If I'm if you and I were stranded on a desert island, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Mm. But it's only people out there in the world who are straight and 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 cis who have a problem with it that make it a problem. 
Well, they have problem with it too because it's confronting for them that there could be another way of being as yeah, well. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of yeah. frustration comes from. They've also just been shoved into little yeah. boxes and being told that they have to or else. And of course, mm. not all, hashtag not all straights. You know, hashtag not all cis folk. But you know, the 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 vocal minority of people who who want to impose their will. They are the ones that make it hard. Being gay isn't hard. Being trans isn't hard. No, it shouldn't not. be. It mm. can just be as normal as, oh, I'm going to change my haircut. Oh, I'm going to try out some different clothes. Mm. Mm. It can be that normal. Changing my style. Yeah, Get changing tattoos, my style. You know. I'm going through my emo phase. Growing. I'm going through my big city goth girl phase. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the whole like the whole the whole dead name and killing off your past self was an allegory that someone did to try to explain to some cis people, and then it just got way out of hand. Mm. You know, <laughs> makes sense. Like, I, there's definitely people who who really do associate with the you know with that rebirth kind of thing, but for some people, it's but there just... is also cultures that do, and it becomes incredibly toxic. This whole true scum discourse around how yeah. you're not a, like I'm not a real trans person because I'm not opting to have surgical intervention. Mm-hmm. That the chemical for me, the chemical intervention is enough, mm-hmm. um, and that there are people out there who consider me trans people who consider me not trans. Yeah, and same. I'm like. Excuse, excuse me. I've yeah. had two surgeries, and I'm on testosterone. And there are there are trans men out there that would say that I'm not trans enough. Are you kidding me? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're a funky little goblin. What the hell? <laughs> funky little hairy goblin. <sighs> because all trans people are golden. Uh, you're listening to transmission. <laughs> then why are we so poor? <laughs> I should say. That. Just take little chips out of my arm and <laughs> cash it in. All right, pony boy. <laughs> ah, no, wow, Aww. I did not expect to be getting uh, outsiders so references shade. at uh, half nine in the morning on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> You're listening to Transmission on 4 Z. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. Kai, they, them. My name is Sean, she, her. And we've been chatting about lots of things, really. But mostly we've been talking about Unconditional, uh, the play that was put on by... Was it Play? Play Lab. Play, play, play Lab yeah. with Sean and Cameron. And yeah, just an amazing play, and which has led us to talk about other things such as... Not all straight people. Not not all straight people. Uh, not all cis gays. There's many ways to be trans and there's many ways to, to change or not change your name. Yeah, we're having a pretty interesting conversation. What did you do for Pride? We were talking about Pride earlier. Yeah, Pride. So I did very little. We've been going through the process of like moving house at home, so I haven't I haven't had any. I mean, that being said, energy I for it. think I have never been to a Pride march. I think I've only ever protested them. So. Mm. You've protested Clarify. the Pride March because you hate Pride. That's you, it. You went to a protest. I you, hate uh, the gays. You, no. you put your face mask on like a like a coward and uh, carried a banner around that called for the eradication no. of queer folks. I've, I've protested like corporate <laughs> sorry, Pride. Kai, I'm sorry. Corporate Kai Pride is yeah. absolutely not the sort of person who would do that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> be really weird. Sudden change of tone in here. <laughs> People what, have what? done it, but not me. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, not me either. Um, no, I've. We, there was so much going on this year, actually. So many, div- so many options mm. to be proud in a place. Like yeah, which I've place been, you want to be proud? I've been to other queer protest so cool. marches for sure, just not the not the official like corporate pride pride. marches. Yeah. yeah, I call yeah. it corporate pride. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and like, I, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I struggle money. with the like again. You know, hashtag not all straight people. I did find. Um, the I was I was at a bar I will not say the name of it, and there was a lot of straight folk celebrating Pride, which was nice in a way. <laughs> just 
You're like, this is nice as you squint at I, everyone. I'm like, this is, I'm like, it's nice. I mean, I hope that your comrades are not allies because allyship is conditional, right? I like it. Like, if you're an ally, it's, it's, you know, that's where that term comes from. I'm yes. for a comrade as someone who has skin in the game. And I'm like, great. Like, that's, that's great. Like, but this is not a Mardi Gras tourist event. This mm. is, yeah. You know, this this has its roots in 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 genocide in a, in a, in a riot basically you know, you know? <laughs> um, eradicating a group of people is what this yeah. you know has its roots in and we look even my my generation our generation kind of in our thirties you know we grew up with a pretty tame kind of queer space I mean mm. it's still really rough but comparatively mm. pretty good so mm. and it's, it'll be the same for this next generation that come through is to remember the roots and the but work that's progress, that has right? done and people do so. all that, that really crappy discourse around back in my day things yeah. were so much harder and it's like yes correct the whole point of civilization is to make it easier for the next ones coming up yeah the whole point is that your children should not suffer the things that you suffered that you make the world softer and kinder and make those edges less hard and mm. so all the young queer folk coming up now and it's like yeah i want you i want it to feel easy i want it to feel safe and i would never put that like oh let me tell you stories about being put on the ground and kicked mm. you know i'm mm. not going to do that shit yeah because or put in the watch house and beat with yellow pages. Yeah, yeah. You know? But that's, I mean, and that is the point. So, mm. yes. Well, and they're going to have, you know, younger generations are going to have their own struggles and it's going to be the biggest struggle for them, you know, and oh it's God. not yes. the, like, it's not right for anyone to then be like, oh, but that's barely a struggle compared to this struggle. That My struggle, struggle is, like, is better than that, your struggle. That struggle you're having, <laughs> having is basically a luxury and you should be grateful. Yeah, yeah, you right. know, you like, should... I, I do think it's very important mm. that young people know the history and know the fight that have been fought for them, you know, like that, that, oh, I get a lot of feelings when I think about that and, and the elders that have fought for things. You know, if you have some testosterone, it'll stop the crying. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you, yeah, I can, let me tell you, the, the testosterone think I think about that all the time. All the time. It's great. Uh, the, yeah, the, the discourse around, you know, comparative traumas is, is incredibly unhelpful. And there are things that young people are going to be experiencing and being given the opportunity to consider an experience that are going to be hard and tough that I never would have dreamed of. Transitioning later in life, never would have dreamed of what it would have been like to have a world where it was possible as a teenager to ask these questions because it wasn't possible when mm. I was a teenager. Well, um, I grew up wanting to be a boy, like so bad. Mm. Uh, my mom and dad were really quite accepting of that. To a certain point, but they didn't. Under, they didn't know what transness was. They had no, no idea. And that that's the nineties and there was no language for it. There was, there no, was no language, which was a big thing that my mum talks about. Like, and like, no and I think I think we talked about like when I was last here that the only trans people that existed in media when I was a child were serial killers and victims of serial killers. Like mm -hmm. that's the only time a trans person appeared on the television for me or was valid was, to have in a story yeah 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 mm. right and there was no you know in, there was no internet as you know it now back then and you know that that was it so of course there's no capacity to have any sort of consideration for that part of who you are yeah yeah it's, it's going to be so interesting in the future what the struggles will be for trans people you know like what will the the difficult elements be like people being outraged these trans people are getting cyborg arms now oh, what's going on i would love <laughs> you know, like, some cyborg the arms what's god the, damn or, like i used to joke about cyborg uh uh appendage another appendage with okay. bluetooth functionality okay. And, like, <laughs> okay cyborg arms here's the big question what style would you want like shiny chrome or would you like a wood finish shiny chrome what about a nice wood grain or something that glows in the dark 
Oh, that'd be good. But yeah. then what happens if you're like, well, I don't need to go to sleep. What are you going to do? Let's put the blanket over it. <laughs> what if... It, oh, yeah, that's okay. That's a good point. <laughs> I would probably go millennial pink. You know, millennial that's like pink. Remember? Yeah. What about like a pink chrome? Yeah, well, that's that's. Is it yeah, yeah. yeah. Pink, yeah. Okay. I mean, I love that pearlescent stuff. That sort of like ripply green, peacocky mm. blue, purple. Mm. Like that'd mm-hmm. be nice. I mean, ha- like having an arm like a Tokyo Would you want car boobs that are like that? Would you want boobs that are? Only if they're only if they're soft and squidgy, right? Like <laughs> and the nipples are like styluses that you can like. Ting. Yeah. <laughs> My God. I really look forward to the struggles that trans people have in the future. Yes, it'll be interesting arms. to know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and like all other things, it's like I'm there for it. You know. Yeah. If it's your body, it's your life. You can live it how you'd like, and there's no right or wrong way to be trans, and there's no right or wrong way or right right or wrong time to come out or be out or anything. You don't owe anybody realness. Absolutely. Okay. If you are a hundred years old on your deathbed and you have lived in your assigned gender your entire life, and on your last day with your last breath say, I am not that gender. Yeah. Valid. That's it. Valid. It's valid. Done. That's it. You'll always be valid. That is what goes on your headstone. Mm-hmm. I, I... Yeah. There is no too late. There is no such thing as too late. No judgment, only love here on Transmission. On 4 Z just generally... We're going to leave you on a song because we're about, to, we're about to finish up. And I feel like there's no wrong, like there's, there's no better time and the best way to end this episode is by a trans guy singing WAP. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to leave it on this song by uh, the Narcissist Cookbook doing a cover of Cardi B's WAP. Clearly there's a language and content warning in this next track. It's fantastic. We've played it before. It's amazing. Thank you, Sean, so much for coming it in It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you, my darlings. Yeah. Love you too, Kai. Ah. Oh, love everyone. Uh, I, hope, I, hope, I hope this this song makes your day. Uh, it didn't, it carry that energy through with you. <laughs> all right. All that. Bye. Bye. Beat it up, baby. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4 Z. 